Yo, my name is Dakota Wayne. This is my podcast, Social Cues. Thank you for tuning in. Before we hop to the episode, I just want to like preface it really quick um, because it's been a remarkable journey that I, I think I, the, this conversation would have more more meaning and and just context for you to understand it. Um, I moved to New York at the end of July, July uh, 21st to be exact, because I just found like this old notebook where I'm like, got into New York and then literally two days later it says film first episode of podcast with Jackson didn't even know the episode didn't even know the podcast name all I knew is that um, I wanted to have conversations with people who inspired me and who I could learn from because your boy definitely did not go to college and (laughs) I I love people and I love um, people who love what they do and Jackson is one of those and he did not have to do this podcast so I'm so grateful to to him for just being a kind-hearted soul being the phenomenal remarkable designer that he is and also just tasteful dude overall Um, shout out total work uh, his brand Um, but these podcasts are just gonna be me exploring um, all these people who fascinate me and inspire me uh, and who I can learn from and hopefully just just share share all the all the knowledge out with whoever watches these videos or listens to it um, yeah that's really it I, I make music I DJ I curate events my goal is to to help build and design happy cities eventually um, but first it snowballs from a conversation and a lot of those so I hope you enjoy this is social cues episode one God bless you See you soon. Social cues. Social cues. Hosted by Dakota Wayne. Was it not recording? It was not recording. Hell yeah, let's go. That's fucking dope. It's good. We got off to a good start. We got off to such a good start. We've been talking about community and all that shit. Hello, this is, you already probably heard, and I hope that we can just use the audio from the GH5, but if not, fudge it. We here. We blessed. My name is Dakota Wayne. Thank you for joining us. This is Social Cues, and my guest is Jackson Green. Um, you can hear us now really good, but before, we were having the best conversation, and it's still being had. But basically, New York community, city life, moving to a place, um, and, and falling in love with the place, and falling in love with the people in the place, that's that's where real happiness lies. Um, Jackson wants to spread his ashes throughout the city. Not even throughout the city. I want it <laughs> On, uh, mixed in, into in the, concrete the concrete and used to build the city. Like, I want to be, like, a fundamental part of the foundation of the city. Because it's, like, it's a thing where I've been yes. in L.A. now for, like, three and a half years, mm. and... Every time I come back to New York City, I keep looking at the streets like uh, like a person that I have a crush on in a weird <laughs> yes, way, where it's yes. just like little stuff that like oh maybe feels like normal or like expected. I'm just like, damn, I love how you do that. I love <laughs> the public transit That's and I love yeah. the kids posted up playing in the park. Yep. And I love, you know, yep. the open fire hydrants on a hot summer day. Yep. And I love going to the deli at 3 a.m. to get a mm. seltzer. And talking to the guy working at the counter and somehow like I you know, I don't even live here full time but he yep. knows who I am and he's always yep. asking me how I'm doing and you know, that's the best. Like Yes. It's is and being a, you're active in it. And yeah. even when you're not even when, when when you're here you're active in it. And even when you were here you were. But even though you were you're out for three years, you come back and they people who I don't know, who are involved, it's like the people that they're, you're going to be, you know, remembered or the, the energy you put out is, you know, the same energy you get back, like you yeah, said earlier. And, and I feel like it's very much like a thing where, like, you know, there are people who have a bad experiences with New York, but mm-hmm. I feel like, by and large, this is a place where, like, the energy that you put in is the energy you get back. If you come to this city and treat it like it's a playground or, like, an amusement park, like, people will clown you and people will be like, people will be like, get the fuck out. Because, like, what I think a lot of people don't understand about New York fundamentally, especially living in America, the way America is set up, is like um, this entire city is like a shared living space. You are effectively yeah. like sharing a living room with 10 million people. Yeah. And so there's like rules of conduct to that space where like you've got to be respectful of other people's space, be respectful of other people's time. Like mm-hmm. 
But like at the end of the day, like if you're respectful of that and mm-hmm. like you acknowledge that like we're all sharing this space together, we all need to operate in this space together. Yeah. Like people are super nice and will like, you know, you get lost or whatever, like you're just like, yo, let me get do you know how I get from point A to point B? People will help you out and they'll probably like we were talking about this before we started recording, but you're like yeah, people were telling me, like, oh, get off here, and there's also yeah. this sick thing, because, like, yeah. people understand, and they want mm-hmm. you to enjoy this place the same way that they enjoy this place, mm-hmm. and they want you to see how amazing this place is, because yeah. it is the most, I'm, you know, I've traveled a bit, and I can firmly say that, in my experience, New York City is the best city on planet Earth. Boom! And, like, um, you know, but, like, there are people who come to visit New York City and they treat it like Six Flags where they're like, yeah. they treat the subway like it's a roller coaster and like, you know, they disrespect people's space, they disrespect people's time and, yeah. you know, they get clowned on and then they wonder like why people are so mean to them. It's like, well, you don't come into someone's living room and jump yeah. on the couch. Yeah, no, it's you don't. Like, you don't with, change the furniture. Exactly. Like, yes. it's not your space and, to do yeah, that. Yeah, and if you want to, then you have to be an active member in your community and yeah. work your way to a position that, you know, you can do something. But, but it has to be from an intention that's not, like, Six Flags, but that's, like, this is a place where people are living their lives, people are raising their families and pursuing their happiness to, Exa- like, the fullest extent. Exactly. Like, don't expect the city to bend to your will for your amusement. Like, that's fucked up and not what it's about it's about you know everybody is out here chasing their dreams living their lives and you know it's about sharing that experience with all of these people in this wonderful place yes and like you know everyone i feel like you know a lot of people in la are like oh man new york city it's like so far from nature or whatever but like you're out here there's like a park on every other block yep. there's beautiful trees everywhere yeah you know like don't get me wrong like there's a where you literally even where we're sitting there's like a huge tree right outside here and it's we can see the green beautiful from it. it's beautiful. beautiful shady oak tree yep. like you know you know in a few short months there's gonna be acorns falling from that tree you know all yep. over the sidewalk getting stuck in people's shoes it's like you know it's to me, like, yeah. uh, and, like, if you go upstate, you know, it's not mm-hmm. long before you're, like, in fucking apple orchards yeah. and farms. And, like, I don't know. To me, like, New York is this beautiful, it's, for all of the concrete, it's this beautiful, mm-hmm. verdant, yeah. you know, green place. And, like, yeah. it's, it's out it's, here. It's just, like, uh, I was talking to, to the guy that, that, was, that, like, was in charge of the Airbnb. I was at the first night I spent here. Then this, the, the next morning we started talking and, and. No, it wasn't even him. I feel horrible. Sorry, John. This isn't about you. This is about your, the guy who rents from you, Brandon. Um, he, Shouts out to Brandon. Yeah, shout out to Brandon. Brandon, Brandon. I don't remember, to be honest. I think it's Brandon, 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 Brandon maybe. Maybe Brandon. It's a, it's a B name. It's a B name. Man. I, we're, shout, shout out, shout out, Brandon, because he was talking about he wants to go to, to San Francisco and how San Francisco, like an hour away, is like the Redwoods, you know, there's all this, this beautiful nature and then there's the beach right there and like New York, it's the same way though. He was showing me, he's like, look at this is like an hour away too. Yeah. And it's, it's like a whole beautiful, serene river over, like, or you can go on so many trails and live this holistic, beautiful, you know, earth-loving life still in the concrete jungle. You San know? Francisco, I feel like, is, you know, if it's really unfortunate to me because San Francisco has sort of been overrun by one industry and one yep. sort of type of person who works there. But yep. if it was like, you know, you look historically and like, you know, may, like through to like the early 2000s, even I would say, like I could have hands down said that San Francisco, the Bay Area in general, yep. was maybe like the second best city, urban area, whatever you want to call it, yep. in America, because it's got like a lot of, it's got a lot in it's common. It's built for it. Yeah, it's got a lot it's, in common with yeah. New York, even where it's like yeah. you walk in San Francisco and like it's a thing where like um, a lot of East Coast cities, you can tell like they were built before cars and they're not yep. made for cars, they're made for no. people. You're supposed to experience the yep. city firsthand yep. as an individual walking down the street and it's made for that and reflects that there's yeah, no yeah, yeah. The, it, first it's people getting around with people means and then cars well, versus it, suburbia or, or sprawl like in, well, I, i'm from arizona you know in phoenix it's all the grid system it's all made for cars you yeah. know but like out here it's like you know you're supposed to traverse this space as like an individual. Like it's me yeah. and you can feel that because like Yeah, jaywalking is not a law here. <laughs> I mean jaywalking like jaywalking <laughs> is it's not nobody even thinks about it. You just cross no, the street. You just it's, cross the street. Yeah. You just like, go where you need to go. <laughs> but like um 
San Francisco was kind of much the same way. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, space was limited, build it up high, like, keep everything in walking distance so people can get around. Yeah. And, like, it's a beautiful, the weather is great, like, you know, and it's produced so much, like, amazing culture, honestly. Like, so much good stuff has come out of the Bay historically, but I feel like recent years it's sort of because of maybe the size and, like, the industries that settled there, like, it's now just, like, overwhelmingly horrible sort of been chased. That's a big old June bug. Um, just, yeah, like, overwhelmingly, like, chased out by tech. It's, like, dreadful there. Oh, my God, that June bug was flying around. And now she's on And it just landed, back. and she fell on her back. And, and she's shiny. She looks great. Yeah, now it's, like, that beautiful green iridescent color of yeah. the June bug. I would love to have sunglasses that color to match with the watch. I would go crazy. That would go hard. Um, San Francisco, when I was my first time there, my mom brought me. I'm blessed because my mom is a flight attendant, so I fly for free. And Damn. she's like, you want to come to San Fran? So I'm like, yeah. Hook I me went. up with some of those free flights. All right, let me know. Just potentially, just let me know. Um, sorry, mom. You didn't hear that. Uh, it was incredible. The first time. Dakota's mom hooked me up. 2018-ish. Mama V. Legend. Mama G. Um, it was great, you know, the vibes were good, the people were, were nice, everything felt good. And then I went back last year, um, and it was horrible, to be honest, it felt like hell on earth. You know what's funny um, is I actually... It was dreadful. I went to San Francisco over quarantine, because living in Los Angeles right now, it's eight hours away, which is not the worst. Oh, that June bug just got squished to death. Oh my god. Um, oh. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. That was horrible. Um, but oh. no, I actually went over quarantine, and it was kind of nice because, like, a lot of the tech people had been told, you can work remotely. And it's that thing where, like, a lot of them moved to San Francisco because they had jobs there but didn't yeah. really want to live in, like, a city. It yeah, was, they didn't even – that wasn't even their desire was to be – So, well, like – People who get those jobs mostly are not desiring to be a functioning part of society. Well, it's – I just feel like they – I'm kidding. They want what they want, but, like – um. It's more just about like getting the job, getting the money, and getting out. Yeah, rather it's not than, as like, like an, it's. I'm saying those move, jobs are not as typically as intentional as say like a, a, yeah. someone in, in the they're arts not moving or to the San, They're not moving to San Francisco to be in San Francisco. They're moving to San Francisco because they got the job. Which yeah. is, I mean, like I moved to Los Angeles because I got the job. Like I get it. It's part of the game of capitalism or whatever. But, being an adult. But there's a saying, right? Um, and Lex Friedman says it all the time. So it's a saying from another guy that he says, I'm sorry, I don't remember that far. Um, but you, you, move, you should move to New York at least once, but don't stay to get too hard. And you should live in like LA or like the way, like that side, but just don't stay to get too soft. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I feel like you're in your LA phase of that saying. I'm <laughs> ready to be out of my LA phase, but like <laughs> being like, in San Francisco over quarantine where like a lot of these like tech people were sort of out of town or whatever, yeah. cause they were working full time remote and like meeting up with a lot of my friends who are like local. It did feel like the energy was good. A, a, better like it okay. was like I, I met up with my friend ryan who does graphic design also he, he recently started working for the new company like wonderful Shout person ryan. talented individual like and we just like walked along the beach what's ryan's instagram um hold on let me oh shit i'm sorry so ryan and jackson are walking on the beach the st are there stars above you is this at night or in the daytime this was uh at during the daytime it was this like a during beautiful the daytime wind foggy. is blowing San, like uh, San Francisco Day, mm. seagulls and, uh, overhead. You know, like <laughs> we're just uh, and I was just uh, it's Ryan Thomas Ormsby. You can follow him on Instagram at Ramas R H O M A S underscore Ormsby O R M S B Y. Incredible. Shouts out. But uh, yeah, no, we were just like walking along, talking about techno or whatever, and just talking about San Francisco, talking Good about. Life. Him, because he grew up in the city, like, ah, in, so, and he's still there, and he's still there. He's like a proper local, like that is his fucking city, and he's absolutely sick, like, and it was great, and like we just talked about like the culture there, and you know what it was like, and I don't know, it was it was good. It's like mm. it, it's also that, funny, cause, and that's a great perspective that you got on the city, at least in that moment. Like I, I at least haven't had anyone that I've known that has that perspective yeah. on San Francisco that I've been able to it's talk. It's also to. really funny because when I first moved out to New York, yeah. you know, from Philly, like I kept meeting all these people, and like you know, there's a lot of people out here, but like I would, <laughs> I met a lot of friends where I'm like, oh, this person is sick. Where are you from? Yeah, and. You know, a lot of them were like, oh, I'm from the Bay Area. I'm yeah. from Berkeley. I'm from Oakland. You yeah. know, whatever. And I'm like, so this 
you know area like it breeds a good person mm-hmm. and so yeah i've got nothing but love for the bay area and i want nothing more than to see it like thrive take, and thrive and like sort of be this you know great the great city the great urban area yeah, that i know we can be and like yeah, produce good culture and all that stuff so it, it, there's so much potential there and there's so much good life and good people but there's also a lot of pockets of darkness and just like i don't know what the intentions are with some people there and i guess i guess when i was there it was it was for like a, it was for i was shooting a music video i was helping um a, an at the time friend and it was i didn't go there with a lot of money but that wasn't it was it just didn't even if i had a lot of money just like when i was on the streets it's just it, but maybe it was just what i was doing at the time maybe it wasn't meant to be happening there so yeah. maybe it just wasn't right and that's why i felt so off but i did get a portable speaker of mine stolen um, as we were shooting this video, like from like a few feet behind us. I was like, I was just like on the ground, and then like, we, up. yeah. <laughs> why weren't? Why wasn't somebody watching the speaker? That's what I was saying. How That's did what it get? Was, was it not making sound? Did you not no, notice from the sound that, stuff? I, I, apparently, at that time, I think we might. I don't know. I think we were distracted. We were a few feet away from it. We just weren't looking, and which is dumb because I had the camera right. And like so, I feel like the other guys. It's okay. I think two of us had cameras. It's all right. I have a bigger Bluetooth speaker now. Thank the Lord, it all works out. You know, you know, you know. Everything happens for and a reason. They, they might have needed it more than me at the time. You know, it's entirely possible. You, you know? know, maybe they were having I a hope, beach party or something. Exactly. I hope they're like dancing their ass off with that speaker, and and that's all I want. When that's I first moved I up here, I brought my single speed bike with me, and I was living up in oh, Morningside no. Heights, which is like right next to Harlem. Which is sick. I love Harlem. Um, all my best. It was great because mm. all my best friends lived in the Foster Projects at like 115th and Lenox. Beautiful. And so like I would walk across town, hang out with my homies, yeah. sit on the roof of the projects, throw rocks at cops, whatever. And um, you know, That's but like life. my building had like a locked courtyard huh. even. So like you had to have a key to the building to get into the building, get into the courtyard, and I had my bike locked up out there. And uh, somehow it got stolen from that courtyard, and I was so bummed. But then I was like whatever it's a bike i don't riding in manhattan is terrifying anyway so whoever has that bike i hope you're riding it safely i hope you're getting a lot of good use out of it yes you know i've got a new bike now that i love that i ride everywhere so amen Uh, it happens yeah you know we don't we don't respect thieves but if you if if something gets stolen you know you just gotta you just gotta let it happen you don't control nothing things are things you know they can hopefully be replaced you know but you know, it does suck when things have, like, like say, like, a laptop or a hard drive yeah. or, like, something with, like, stuff on it or, like, work on it because, like, you know. You got to remake all that. Yeah, you gotta, that feels bad. Like, yeah. I know so many stories of artists, even in, like, one was in San Francisco and, like, where, like, stuff gets just, you know, windows broken, just stuff stolen out of the car type deal. Yeah. And, like, hard drives. Like, I've, there's been certain artists gotten, like, whole albums lost. But, like, bro, why haven't you been backing it up? I had a <laughs> hard drive fail me when I was still in school and I lost oh. close to five years. It was like all like oh. very early stuff, but like five years worth of work kind of down the drain. And, oh, um, why does it happen to everyone? And I did not have, <laughs> I did not have like a everyone? backup computer either. So like while I was in school, while I was a student, I had to use like the school computers or like just do stuff entirely by hand. And so like that was good, I guess, because like, you know, you're not looking constantly at the computer no, and to do stuff and like it's sort of changes how you think about stuff but like at the time i was like this is the end of the world dude yeah. the book that i just got from from this professor i'm doing the next podcast with he just released a book called multidisciplinary oh, oh design oh or, or no no visual design oh my god seeing through i i gotta give it to you though but basically it's all about just like using your senses to to see when you design and just to get more on like the he loves he loves just he loves doodling and scribbling like with the design process and yeah, it's like to me like uh, the quickest way to like express an idea like even if it's just like the rough outline of an idea yeah. is always just like doodle doodle it on a page somewhere just like get it out of my head and like yeah. start seeing it in front of me because i feel like you never know what something is actually gonna look like or feel like until you see it like when you have an idea hit you what's your fastest way to like like what's your go-to way to be like okay this is how i have to get it down it's like it all it, like generally speaking, if I'm not like right there at the computer, it's always mm-hmm. just like pen, sketchbook, whatever. Yeah, like so or you, so you if, mostly if, have a sketchbook with. Yeah, or if there's if it's like um, it kind of depends on what it is really, because mm-hmm. like 
a lot of the time it's just like the rough bones of an idea yeah. and then like will you voice memo ever i mean like not really just because it's like, all visual a lot of <laughs> a lot sense. of it is visual so like i can like describe, describe. it to myself but like it, it makes more sense to like just to like see the pieces in front of me mm. on some level understood of course um, yeah no so it's like a lot of like doodling but like sometimes if i'm already on the computer i'll even like doodle it you know just like there like real yeah. rough like whatever like in illustrator just like setting out the points or whatever like uh photoshopping like a rough collage together for an illustration later like stuff like that so you grew up in where in philly did you grow up um so there's a neighborhood called fishtown which is kind of northeast philly like um not like it is not northeast philly proper but it's like pushing towards there and Mm -hmm. you know like that's kind of where i grew up and did you go to high school i did not i went to high school in southern new jersey right outside of philadelphia okay um where'd you go to high school i went to high school in a small suburban town called cherry hill and beautiful it's um known for being the site of the white castle and harold and kumar go to white castle there's no actual white castle in cherry hill new jersey um i did not like cherry hill new jersey at all so i spent a lot of my time biking to the train to mm. go into Philadelphia to go okay. to my friend's high school because my friends went to the Creative and Performing Arts High School in Center City, Philly. Where you wish you probably went. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's like a magnet arts high school. Of course. So like I would go there and hang out and um, the public school experience shaped your character. Yeah, you know, like uh, just desperately not wanting to be stuck in suburban New Jersey. Yeah, or just suburban like suburban anywhere. 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 Like, not not my not my energy. No, definitely so, not. Yeah. So you would take the train. Wait, so when did you move away from, from that area, from the Cherry Hill, I guess? I mean, area? like, so I was bouncing around a lot starting at maybe, like, 16, where I would, like, live with a friend, live with my dad, live with my cousin. Understood. Um, Why? Was just, that your choice? or? It was a lot of circumstantial stuff. It was, like, a mixture of, like, work stuff, maybe, like, um, you know, personal issues yeah. type of thing, and, like, uh, you know, just, like, Issues with, like, uh, my family or whatever. and mm-hmm. But eventually, like, things got sort of sorted. and Of course. You know, like, went to school for a little bit and dropped out of school. Where'd you go to school? Uh, the first time I went to school, I went to uh, the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Okay. And I wasn't, like, a huge fan. And what did you start going to school for there? I, start, I went to school for graphic design. Okay, okay. so like, you started with graphic design. You knew that. And when did, and, and before, let's go before you started doing the school stuff. So when you were, one, when you were a kid and you were going to hang out with your homies at the creative arts, what kind of, like, what kind of homies were you hanging out with? What were they doing? What were you guys all into, like, as I mean, you were during that phase? We were all just kind of doing whatever. Like, there was a yeah. lot of, like... You know, like, a lot of my friends, like, wrote graffiti or, like, Dope. you know, my friends would do illustration, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, collage, like, painting. Like. Yeah. So your, your tribe from a young, from a decently young age was a creative tribe. Yeah, like, I, I, hung, I hung out with mostly, like, artists, mm-hmm. musicians, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. that was always the stuff that was, like, able to hold my attention, I guess, yeah. more than anything else was, like, yeah. creative stuff like that. Like, I always, you know, played music since i was like eight or nine years old you know been mm-hmm. drawing since i was so i was able to hold a crayon basically like yeah. you know that that was always the stuff that was like you know moving and engaging for me did you ever play any sports then or was it i tried i wasn't good at it i'm still not good Do at it you have it. any funny sports story i have no funny sports stories just because like i feel like that would have involved like a greater level of <laughs> In, like, you don't have like you fail yeah. tryouts or something. No, because like I, I never some. got crazy. that far. Oh like, damn! Okay, I just like was so you're like, holy. You're like I'm not even trying out. You're like this ain't my thing. Yeah, you 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 were yeah. No, I like, I, I, I liked skateboarding I as a kid. That. Just because yeah. like my cousin got me into like he showed me all That's the early dope. Alien That's Workshop yep. videos. So yep. like, you know, he was like a big Alien Workshop guy. So that got me into like, yeah. you know, like I remember seeing. You know, fucking life splicing with John Fitzgerald back in the day, and I really like that from like a video edit. Like that still lives mm. on like the permanent mood board in my brain. But even earlier yeah. than that, there was like all the stuff with like Kalis and Dill and all mm. of those guys, and I always thought they had the craziest style and like just like absolute fucking rippers, like sick, sick video parts like throughout. And like I just remember like Alien Workshop also being like a very early mm. kind of inspirational thing because it was taking yeah. this and it, and even like the design pride like. 
the aesthetic of Alien Workshop yeah, was it, so it was out of this world for the time. You know, it was very it was much dope. like this beautiful curated thing, and I feel like you know, skateboarding gets called a sport a lot, but to me, mm. it's it's never been more like, like an art. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like about scoring points or being on a team. It's about mm -hmm. how well can you express this idea. It's how like far rapping. Can, yeah, it's how like far flow. can you push this? Like, yeah. You know, it's 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 technical, but it's also about style. It's yeah, also about like it's like how there's like a check quest that can be like, bitch, and like that can have so much energy, and then you can have like a, a Kendrick Lamar be like, hum, and, 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 yeah. and it's like those like everyone has their own flow and style. Nothing is is defined. It's all like it's just all taste. And yeah, like, that's what's cool about skaters is like, in that culture is like it's all so taste driven. And um, it's, it's like yeah. you have the guys who are like. You know, shouts out to Rodney Mullen, an absolute innovator. But, like, you know, I understand mm. when people say he's, like, so technical that it's like watching a robot mm. skate because he does – there is, like, a sort of, like, awkwardness to it where it's, like – and then you see a guy like Muska who maybe he's just doing, like, a crazy flip over a stair, but he does it with such, like, I remember watching, there's, like, such a style there, and you're like, fuck, he looks wow. so fucking cool so cool, it. yes, yes, that's, like, always the reaction. Shouts out to the get. Muska forever, by the way. Um... Mm. Definitely an inspirational person to me growing up. Like right now, awesome. I really, really like um, what's his name? The guy who started uh, Matt Tomasello from Fancy Lad. Interesting. Because okay. Tell me. he's like, there's like a certain, he's got like the technical stuff where you're like, oh, this person, mm -hmm. like the 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 board control, like the footwork is absolutely amazing. But he mm -hmm. does have such a weird off kilter style to it and i always really appreciate people who can like how do you, what, what do you think makes it weirder like i mean just the stuff that he does where it's like it's to me it's like this beautiful blend of like um technical proficiency but also okay. just like steez and because he's so <laughs> technically proficient he's he wearing baggy clothes not really super baggy, just as no. kind of regular, like just regular, very like straight cut type straight shit. Straight fit jeans, like, yeah, uh, but just like just watching him skateboard, like there's, like he'll do. It's he's, it's one of those things where you just like watch him on like a, a regular skateboard, mm -hmm. and he'll do this crazy shit where he like bounces the board off of like a bike rack or something and somehow like it flips underneath of him and he still lands it and I'm like how many times did you eat shit trying to do that yes, yes. And, and, but like I've That's never so once nice. seen yeah. a video like and then yeah you know see this yeah, you yeah. know I've never seen the bloopers so okay, like eating shit but like, even though those are some of my favorite skate videos to be honest yeah, no, are like, the ones that have the bloopers thrown in there but like it just kind of feels like he just knows what the board is gonna do or he mm, does this thing where like he'll some like mythical kind of where he'll like <laughs> pop it up and then he'll like it's not like a flamingo, but he'll like gracefully just like hug the board with his feet Whoa. and then like land it Whoa. somehow. <laughs> and like I, like I don't know how that. he does that because it's like the f like the control and the placement is, but like he does it so like unlike maybe like someone like Rodney Mullen yeah. where like he can do the thing and do it well, do but it like well. you can see all the individual motions with mm. Matt Tomasello. A lot of the time, it's like so effortless it's that like you don't even thing. realize how brain breaking mm. it is until you see it land and like you have time to process mm. it. And then he also does all this, like it's maybe more of like a stunt than like what would traditionally be considered like good skateboarding, but he yeah. builds all these crazy like trick boards where like he'll take pieces of old boards and like, so like, you know, he'll pop off the skateboard and there's like a spring-loaded thing that will like flip the board underneath of him and then he'll land it. And to me, there's something so incredible like about innovative. a person who's like <laughs> gotten so good at like riding, a, who like is aware of the skateboard and aware of their body enough to do like crazy stuff on a standard skateboard. And then they're innovating on the skateboard itself just to see what they can do there. It's like... Yeah. Pushing things in a way I've never seen things pushed, and like, is it for everybody? Absolutely no. not. Like, it's like, it's not. But that's the style and the taste thing. It's yeah. like some people don't like Mexican food. I mean, they're wrong, but like, exactly. Okay. That's the point. That's like, the exact point. Mexican food is hella good. Amen. Oh my God, the Bronx. There's so much. There's so much good Mexican food. There's also everywhere. Puerto Rican food. There's a lot of Puerto Rican. food Shouts out to Puerto Rico. Amen. Um, free Puerto Rico. Free Puerto Rico. Um. Yeah. Why? Okay. Skating. Innovating. One, my buddy, Colby, a.k.a. Ginger, who shot, who shoots 
who has shot all my music video. Actually, I lied. Spintown Production shot All American, but he's shot one music video for me so far, and he's just incredible. I I, I gave him like my video lights. Like that dude is. I had a Ronin stabilizer for and my camera. I just fucking I just gave it to him because he's just the he's incredible. That's the best guy ever, Colby. I love you. And he's a skater, and he's gonna like he's probably gonna f- like geek out that we just had that conversation because he's gonna be like you know everything. Same with my cousins from Pennsylvania. Skating is like. It's the culture, yeah. you know? It's and kind e- of interesting comparing, like, East Coast skate culture versus West Coast skate culture. Yeah. Just because, like... so weird, but so, it's like, cool. West Coast has, like, always sort of been at the forefront of skating. Like, <sighs> it's, like, kind of, like, held to this very high standard, but, like... And it's just, is it just because it's, it's newer and they just have the parks that are designed for those type of things, Here's my thing is, like, skateboarding... Just, like, I don't know what's good or what's not good. I feel like the <laughs> weather, obviously, is, like, you know, makes it... So you can get footage in the, on the West Coast, like, year-round. But true. it's interesting because on the West Coast, especially in, like, L.A., you don't... Skating is different there. You, like, drive to a spot, you skate the spot, and then you drive yep, home. Yep. On the East Coast, it's, like, that you thing... The, the, the entire city is the skate park. Yep. And, like, even, yep. like, yep. you know, I remember seeing, like, yep. Ricky Oyola's Eastern Exposure part was maybe the first time I saw Philadelphia, like, really put on Whoa. in, like, a skate mm-hmm. video. Like, it's mm-hmm. an old Zoo York video, and I mm-hmm. highly recommend it. And one of the things <sighs> I really like about Zoo Ricky Oyola's skating and, like, East Coast skating in general is, like, it's not so much, like, let's blow up... The, it feels like a dialogue with the city itself. Where, like, mm-hmm. you know, even yeah. that thing about, like, skating Love Park back in the day where, like, you had people, like, popping up the, the, the slabs on the ground so they could, like, turn it into a little kicker or, like, seeing Ricky, Innovative. like, pour out concrete on mm-hmm. like, so he could, like, get over a handrail or something. It's, like, yeah. this thing where it becomes about, like... How do we improvise within the context of our environment and like do like make this thing, which is otherwise, you know, just like an ordinary sidewalk, an ordinary park into this place where we can do these like beautiful artistic things. And it's their it's their crazy canvas while they're the paintbrushes. It's like these it's almost like the other parks that you drive to and you stay at. It's it's like that's a canvas that everyone starts with in a way like you go to Michael's to buy that canvas. Yeah. Whereas if you're in a city you can any create any part of it twist it to like whatever your liking is in a way like this street is going to look completely different to do something on than the next street over even yeah. in like new york it's like um i don't know there's there's this uh record called a uh, what was it it was like the first like hard bop record like the first hard bop jazz record and what they wanted to do was like draw a line between like the hard east coast like very improvisational mm. experimental style of jazz and like the sort of like west coast lounge jazz that was mm. super big at the time and to me that sort of line between the two cultures still exists where i feel mm. like you know even like fashion skateboarding whatever style like you know east coast is always about like you know you've got this like concrete jungle this like giant yeah. grid that you're living in and everything yeah. is about like how do i take this and improvise and like yeah you know do stuff within this crazy setting yeah and um it's like you think of utility west- a little more too yeah, yeah like you've got to like consider your environment yeah and like west coast is more about like because things can be a little bit more controlled because everyone's like in a car like whatever and like you know like it's more just like in a vacuum and to me it's always more interesting to see what people do with like the environment that they're in the space that they're in the setting that they're in because like it's really easy to dress cool if you don't have to consider the weather yes you know like if you're like in an air-conditioned room you can dress however you want yeah but like I don't know, like, New York is great because, like, everyone's outside all the time. It's like, yeah. what's the weather going to be like, and how do I dress appropriately while yes. still, like, crushing it? Yeah. And like, I did not want to wear shorts today, but I wore shorts, and I feel like I'm fucking crushing it right now. Yeah, I'm I out here incredible. also wearing shorts. And like, yeah. I'm normally not, like, a shorts guy. but I'm not either. Yeah. It's, it feels like a shorts day, though. It's a shorts day. And yeah. it feels incredible. I was walking on the street. My thighs getting air. Oh, my God. You got to let it breathe sometimes. You got to let it breathe sometimes. But like, I don't know, like to me, that's kind of why I appreciate the East Coast yeah. is like, it's just all about that. Like, you know, I, it's, it's very individualistic in that sense because it's yeah. all about like having it, a dialogue with the space and, and like, because there's so many people in this space, it's changing so much more because there's so many trendsetters, changers, or people that own the clubs or the, the people that are performing at the places or, or the people that are on this. There's just so many different people in different cultures. You're just going to get so much like, like, dude, like those pants 
oh, what those shoes are. These, oh yeah, those are EYTYS. That's from that's from Italy or some shit like that. I got a pair of those. Eighties. Eighties. Is that how it's pronounced? That's how I've always pronounced it. I, I've just I've just never had to pronounce it that many times to be honest. I've said like yeah, I think eighties sounds cool. That sounds way. That sounds I, right. I feel like that's how it's supposed to be pronounced, but I don't know. I'm not. Yo, yo, uh, yo. He got his he got yeah, his AirPods. Are your shoes pronounced eighties? Thank you. We, we got a too. confirmation. He said he, thinks, he said he thinks so, though. Yeah, but he's got the shoes, so I'm yeah, he's trust got the him. shoes, and the pants are cut incredibly. I love those baggy pants that go to a short, but I also saw this dude earlier with these baggy pants that were just like so perfectly baggy but straight, and then they cut off a little early. You know what I mean? Like a little crop. Yeah. And yeah. oh, I fuck with that so heavy. I just. Uh, like everything it, out here is incredible because there's so much to see, so much taste. And it's also that thing where, like, again, when, like, it's everyone's interacting with the same environment, but it's mm. like, how do you choose to, what is your dialogue with that space? Yeah. So, like, you see, like, everyone's got their own kind of, like, way of dressing, their own kind mm-hmm. of way of, like, getting, getting around. around, their own yeah. kind of way of, like, experiencing the city. And mm-hmm. I think that's really that's really great is, like, the unifying experience is the city itself, but how you choose to engage with that experience varies from person to person and i don't know it's always like interesting to see like the different way that people you know interact with that yes it's sad though that this we're in new york city but there's if you look at the whole united states there's only literally a handful of places that are designed with this intention for people um and solving problems for people before solving problems for privatized motor vehicles. And it's, it's sad because I grew up in Mesa, Arizona, very, very suburb. It's actually the largest suburb in the whole country. Um, terrifying. Be- believe it or not. <laughs> Does that sound terrifying? But it's, it's terrifying because it's by my mom's house. There's a whole plot of desert right behind it. And I'll go on a run and I'll see, I, I've seen a road runner. On, I've seen, I'll like race a road runner on my, on my walk around. Shout out to the road runners. Shout out to the road runners, the Havelinas, meet me, the Havelinas, the bats, the, 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 the Gila monsters. Oh my God. It's crazy out there, but it's dope. And the coyotes, of course. Um, but there's still so much land, but it's scary because how they're designing it. There's some pockets that are intentional and good and all urban. Like there's a place called Cul-de-Sac, which is now in Tempe, which is the first um, car, like carless community that's apparently being built in, in Tempe. It's, I was supposed to, I, I applied to be an artist, a resident there, and I'm, but they, they got everything built super late. And then I was like, I'm just going to go to New York because that's the OG I feel place. like uh, being <laughs> a... Carlos in Arizona also sounds kind of like it sucks just because the weather out there is like crazy. Ass. Yeah, it's like yeah. hot as shit. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. Like, America was sort of built on this myth of like capitalist individualism. Like, yeah. so it's like, yeah, you're supposed to want your own car. Yeah. It was a dream supposed- that was, it was literally, it was, you know, it was a dream that was sold. <laughs> yeah, but it's not necessarily. It's viable. It's funny because like, it's it's this dream that gets sold and gets shopped around yeah. about like the hyper individual who mm-hmm. like pulls themselves up by their bootstraps and does this, yeah. does that, does the other thing. But like in my experience, that's not actually how anything works. Have you seen The Shape of Water? You know I that film? I do know that film. I like, like seen where it. it's like the girl, she falls off like the fish thing, yeah. the fish guy. Do you know, like the bad guy, he gets a brand new car. Do you remember that scene? I have not seen that movie. Okay. I oh, do love Guillermo del Toro though. You got to watch it because it's actually like, it's my favorite film by him and just the color in it. It's incredible. Soundtrack's incredible. But there's a scene where this, this guy, the one of the main villains, he gets this brand new car and it's just like, it, it, the, the scene encapsulates the whole, like I feel like American mentality between, behind like getting a new Chrysler at the time. Yeah, and it was just like so. It felt so because he was the villain. It just felt so evilly powerful in a yeah. way, you know. And if you look at the history in how this country was designed, you, you'll see that literally at you know the world fairs and all that stuff. At the world fair, GMC had this huge setup that was a utopia, but it was essentially like built for cars yeah. in a way. What, and that's everyone kind of went with it. What's <laughs> funny is like freeways. You know, like they've. After, like, years of experimenting with urban planning, they found that, like, the car-centric model for cities, like, by and large, just does not work. Nope. It's, like... And, it doesn't. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh... But look, if you look at history throughout all of time... It's also, like, um... Yeah. It's, I don't know, like, to compare the East Coast and West Coast a little bit more, like, Los Angeles, again, like... Like, in every major city in America, you're going to have wealth disparity and wealth strat- 
stratization. I can't pronounce that word for the life of me, but like, than me. you know, you've got like, obviously like you're super rich and you're super poor, but yeah. like when you're in a place like New York city, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your social standing is. Like everyone is forced to interact with everyone else. Yeah. So like, there's like a baseline yes. social literacy yes. where like you learn how to behave like, so that like y you learn how to be a real fucking person compared yeah. to in suburbia, you are allowed and almost encouraged to, to like drive to work or to school, do what you got to fucking do, and then drive home and open your garage and shut your garage before you even say it. You don't say hi to the neighbors. Yeah, like it's there's so like in L.A., like you get this thing where like the hyper wealthy never interact with like other people. And mm, like, yeah, they I probably just get DoorDash and Uber. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like you don't. So like, I don't know. There's like a, a sort of like social uh, literacy in like. You know New York and like a lot of and East that's Coast the cities, magic in it too, and a lot of European cities who also. Like there's yes, there's that thing where like you know it doesn't matter how much money you have. Like again, no. it's that thing where like you're sharing the space with other people. Yeah, and so like I'm not gonna say there's because not because it's space is designed for people. Yeah, and we don't have those spaces yet in this country for the most part because. It hasn't been seen to make money as easily or as what's, quote unquote practically what's as funny the is other, like but it it's absolutely false. It's has false. been shown to be more pro like there's yes. a reason that New York City is so it's profitable. Yes. Like it's because of that thing. That like, design. But like it's again a thing where like largely like the other setup is just because like a bunch of rich people said, I don't want to have to look at poor people. Yeah. And like, that's basically what Los Angeles is founded on is like every time is <laughs> like, looking at poor people <laughs> is like not wanting to look at like, so like the reason for a lot of the expanse is like, you know, mm. poor people would be there and a bunch of rich people said, I don't want to have to be around this. So they would just build a new part of the city where they could get away from them. And that sucks. That's not, that's, that's not how things should be designed and, or built. Yeah. In my know, it's just, I agree with that. It's yeah. just not, when you when you have some in history in all these different tribes and all these different places there was almost always um a common area or a common place people could go to like and trade goods or people could meet up etc cetera, etc cetera, or even voice their opinions and then you get you fast forward and fast forward um and thomas jefferson is like yo we could do this grid system the Roman, the Romans used it to take over stuff, <laughs> and there's, everyone's like, "Sure, it's easy to calculate square footage." There's nothing wrong with like a grid. Like New York yeah. is built on a grid. It's just kind no. of like when you get to the point where like it's things being are, intentional with the grid, you and know? it's also like when things are built around the car, really, because like again, like that's taking a person and removing them from the environment. It's, yeah isolate. Like it becomes a thing where like you can't interact with the city as like a singular individual anymore like mm -hmm. you have to like be in this interface that is a car so and like it's not a happy interface let's like, be honest most, nobody likes for the sitting most in traffic part. nobody nobody so yeah, i would rather just city, walk to a place it's way more interesting like, and you it's see be more, more rewarding yeah yeah you could stumble across a random person i i got off late on on the the, the thing today the subway and i ended up walking by a record store on the way here i asked if they're hiring they're not but now i know of a new record store yeah and like i don't know it's a thing where like you're out here long enough and like you just stumble across friend. Like I saw my friend David walking his dog SpongeBob the other day. SpongeBob. SpongeBob is like a beautiful golden, like Ooh, Labrador. Like a golden doodle, golden. Not, no, it's like a Labrador retriever, but oh. like not a. It doesn't look like a golden retriever. It looks like a Labrador retriever, oh, but like blonde. Oh, cute. And he's just <gasps> adorable. SpongeBob. And his name is SpongeBob, which is a great name for a dog. That's a beautiful and like, name for a dog. I don't know. Like that's also sick. Is just being able to like. You just saw someone. You one. You're not. You're not living here right now, so it's just phenomenal. You're just walking on the street and you see a homie. Yeah, like that's <laughs> it's they, awesome. It's again like that thing about like being able to like. There's enough of a baseline yes. that improvisation becomes like very. It becomes fun it, because yeah. like you're not like the uncertainty uh, is like you have to rejoice in the uncertainty and just have faith that you're gonna be okay. That like because some people go out on their days or go on their walks and they're uncertain. Like, am I gonna get robbed? Am I gonna get ran over? Or you can be like, am I gonna see a butterfly? Am I gonna look see a funny uh, um, of license plate? You know, you could be very optimistic. I think it comes down to this know? idea that when there's like a baseline structure, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to, you know, like again, like improvise, like take risks. And like, yeah. I think that comes to a lot of stuff like, you know, healthcare, education, like, mm -hmm. you know, if like people are like, 
baseline, like their needs are taken care of, they're more willing to like go out on a limb and do something crazy. And I yeah. think that's ultimately good for everyone. Cause like, I just think it's sad that we, we had a lot of these systems, I would say, like, like say trades set up fairly well in the beginning of stuff. <laughs> and then like, there's like, say a bunch of colleges got involved in somewhere. Like say back in the day when cars were made, they were, you would get a manual that would tell you how to fix it. That would tell you what to do. And then they're like, wait, we can just have car shops and like do this thing. I don't even and think like, there's like necessarily like a problem no. with that. Cause like, well, there's I, always going to be like people who are like, I'm willing to like outsource my time to yes. like an expert. Yes. And like, I think it's more just like the fact that like, I just think so. I, what I'm saying is I really believe that the, a lot of these systems and a lot of these processes have been made overcomplicated by say going to college for, um, say law because like you have to get an undergrad to even go to law school yeah that makes no fucking sense to me i, I disagree because like okay. when it, like it's a thing of like complexity the same way that law can be like complex but, the same you, way that but you can have an undergrad in like theater and then you can go to law school and it only matters what you get on your lsat so if you sign up for for lsat demon or you do the princeton review or you do any of these like lsat courses that prepare you and just pay for it I think that anyone should be able to do, like, a, a test to then get in. Like, definitely you have to pass the test and prove that, like, you're into the thing. It's almost like an American Idol audition. You can't be asked. And if you're asked, they'll laugh at you. I mean, but, like, I assume that, like, most undergrad courses, though, they, they, what they really want is to, like, make sure you have a baseline literacy and, like, yeah. Yeah. other stuff. Because I, I do feel like you should have a knowledge of history yeah, going into Yeah, and you should things. have, like, a complexity to your, to your character, I guess, and like, have at least a little other knowledge that's not just... My issue isn't with the schools uh, or the certifications. So my issue money. is with the privatization is the issue. Yeah. Is, like, I think, again, like, education should be one of those things that's, like, baseline. Like, if college education is going to be necessary, it should also be affordable, if not free. Yep. And Amen. like in most yeah, and civilized countries, should be built around that. Yeah. But there's no reason that these privatized state-owned institutions, like you say, like an ASU. I have a really, pro I have a big problem with ASU because one, they just don't. I've n I have not heard many good experiences of like the the students. Or, or I guess the consumers of the product that is ASU get treated very like good by their counselors, their advisors. It's a, a lot of things are more complicated than easy, I guess, for a lot yeah. of people. Um, as well as there's ASU owns property, and not just like, not just like the college property. Like they go out of their way to acquire more property and more property to build certain things. They're like they have this whole place in Scottsdale that's like all these different office buildings, and yes. It is a cool kind of concept that, say, a Wilming Construction in Arizona, incredible company, CEO James Murphy, shout out, you are a good man, um, very altruistic, um, which is a very good for the community, be altruistic, but, like, they rent for cheaper out there, and now, like, say, if you're an ASU and you do construction, you can get in with them a little easier, you know yeah. what I mean? So I like that, but I just don't see why, like, say there's a place called there's a bunch of there's two places that have been shut down within the last six months due to ASU, and one of those was a live music venue called Shady Park. They're also like a little ramen shop kind of. It's just a cool little place, you know, vegan. It's super hip. I'm pretty sure. I think it's vegan. I don't know. If I'm not, I'm sorry. Shady Park, we love you. Go to Shady Park and support them, even though if they don't have like concerts or anything anymore. But it's sad because there's a retirement home that's right there for ASU. Not a retirement. I think it's just for 55 plus. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't imagine like, there are too like, many people like in the students. retirement home in school. No, but no, but it's like, I, 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 what I'm mad is that they prioritize things that, I'm not just going to say just things that make them money, but obviously rent makes a lot of money. Yeah. And land makes a lot of money. Well, that's kind of like the issue is like, you know, with thing, how things it's are like, run in America by and large is like it's mm. prioritizes these sort of like short-term profits. Yeah, when it's and, like the arts... And like, as opposed that. to like long-term, like sustainable communities, and like, yes. you know, again, like that's the issue with like private education is like, yeah, again, build, like, it's not for sustainability. It's not built like when you privatize it, it instantly uh, looks to make profit over producing like good work, good thinkers, good. And it's interesting you when know, you have like the best the best type of companies, like say Google, for example. Like you don't have to have a degree to work for Google. Yeah. That's like one of like the big 
dogs in a certain factor of it. You, but you have to be very proficient. Yeah. And, like, that's – I think that even a Google, like, sees through, like, the, like, dude, there's some murderers that just spent time on YouTube and coding and coding and coding and coding yeah, and, and, they, and coding and, and coding. they know what they're doing. And they're, they know. And, like, Google will hire them because they, they – have shown like a baseline proficiency but I do yeah. think that and like a self kind of and maybe even a self-determination on that factor and whereas that's respectable and that's valuable yeah. and like but like I do think it should be a thing where like you know again like because a lot of industries do require you to have an education and yeah. I think that like it should be a thing where like even if you don't necessarily have that to begin with you should be able to go to a place that like its whole purpose is to educate you on yes. these things and, and it should a, not an incubator yeah. for innovation and not a place that will that will thieve your innovations, you know, like, like, like Harvard has done in the past. Because, like, I mean, like, I went to FIT in Chelsea okay. for my design degree, and it was a thing where, like, you know, it's a public school. I'm not mm. going to say it's the best public school. Again, like, <laughs> it has its own issues largely yeah. related to whatever, but, like, you know, it was a great space where I was able to just focus on the thing that I wanted to do and mm. work on it, and I didn't have mm. to worry about, like, yeah. going super broke while I was doing it. Yeah. And, like, I think That's we need more Places like that. Yeah, like, that should, like, yes. again, like, it's a thing where, like, if we're going to require college educations, college should be free. And yes. also, like, it, like, again, like, it goes back to that whole thing about innovation and improvisation. Yeah. Like, if we've got, like, these baseline things where they're, yeah. like, provided for us, mm -hmm. there's more room to experiment, to grow, to push the envelope, and, like, develop things which could be potentially, like, useful or life-changing, like, down yeah. the line. Yeah, we just need to be more, like, sustainable in how we educate people and the whole knowledge pro. I just love trades and how, like, I went to a trade school for, for half of my time at, 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 in high school. So you go to high school for uh, freshman year, sophomore year, and then um, for certain programs, you'd start when you're a junior or you go when you're a senior. But there's this place called EVIT in Arizona. So if you're a cat in Arizona and you're, you know, early in your high school career, um, East Valley Institute of Technology, there's two locations, and essentially you could go for, I went for radio and audio production uh, for two years, but you could go for pharmaceutical tech, you could go for pre-med, like, like to be a nursing assistant, you can go for barbering, you could go for uh, graphic design, which is what Colby did, shout Colby, shout yeah. Mr. Perez, dope dude, um, you can go for fashion design, but that's basically all the dope things but that's why I like to get you set up for, FIT is because you know, it's set up very much like a trade school, it's like we're going to yeah. teach you a practical skill, Yes, and I I think that's important and like that needs yeah. to be you know i feel like a lot of the time trade school gets shit on but like yeah, but no it's important like it's you go the, you yes. learn from people who know how the thing works and you do the thing and if you want to like go and experiment and push yes. the envelope from there that's fine but like they're gonna make sure that you have the baseline understanding of what the tools do I'm before a, you go into I'm it i'm a huge fan of mentorship and like and just having that but it's sad that there's not many like places you can find a mentor that's like yeah. my sad thing is like you go to college and you're not your professor is most likely not going to be your mentor because they have so many so many so many other kids it's not built for that but like say if you go to a trade school even if it's a public or there's like a smaller like even at even like it was definitely smaller so my teachers maybe it but wasn't it maybe it maybe it wasn't a teacher that was a mentor but a student who was a year ahead of me yeah or like you know like my buddy logan he taught me a bunch of stuff i know and now he works at east west shout out logan out in la doing incredible Sessions. Or like just because you're in a trade school, you get an internship, you yeah. link up with someone that way. And I think mentors are important too. And it, I think it again goes back to the idea of community. It's and about friends building. that are interested in the same stuff will push you too. Yeah. And it's like about like building those communities that help like, you mm -hmm. know, help everyone prosper in the end of the day. Because that's like at the end of the, at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer in like the collective. And yes. even if you like the collective is, even if there's like an individual who's sort of like spearheading that or championing yeah. that. Like, nobody rises to the top on their own. They've yeah, always got, like, a community of people. They have a people. bunch of hands on their back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we all, like, the only reason we're able to stand so tall today is because we're all standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. and, like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's important to recognize that and, like, you know, keep that in mind moving forward. So, like, even when you are maybe in a position where you're a little bit more successful, yeah. like, you know, keep in mind that it's also your job to support People yeah. who are coming up next are like Yes, it's your job to be a good steward and yeah. it's like make your work like really mean something. Make your work like 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 make it be intentional. Like this conversation, like we are being very intentional with what we're talking about because one, we're passionate. We're passionate about community and I'm very passionate in in how spaces are designed and, and I want things to be designed more for people and more community space and more like I want 
libraries throughout the whole country to be rebranded. I want them to be like centers of knowledge or center or centers of like a community center, like some stupid ass name that makes. I think like, like then like have a little stage in each one of them and have I think a, still the books. The libraries is fine, just but like pour the money into it, like make yeah. it like a spot make, that like people yeah. actually make them a spot. Like I want each library to have a dope T-shirt. <laughs> like 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 just like, like you making know? an experience. I don't know, like because I would like. I would rather go to my library than say go to sometimes a coffee shop or go to this place because Listen, there put might a be cafe in the library. That's what I'm give them the saying. funding to give like have the like funding good to, technology centers. Give them yes. the funding to be able to get good books. Give them the funding to like be able to put on like public programs like yeah, put on shows little plays or, or open or mic nights, poetry. Because exactly. then people will one learn more about themselves, about the people in their communities, and it'll give them a launching pad for where they want to go. If there's a room full of computers, you want to be a gamer? We'll make sure the computer. We got funding to have gaming PCs throughout the, that bitch. Well, if you want to learn about architecture, there's a whole architecture book section. If you want to learn garden. Boom! There's a community garden in the back. You know, like every Thursday we in the soil. Like Listen, that's like I, I was wish a public library like kid growing up. I have nothing but good things to say about public libraries. No, no, and I I was too. I was too. All I'm Shouts saying, out to the New York Public Library. Also, I haven't been yet. I'm excited. Go to the New York Public Library. I will. I bet you it's one that's done pretty well. It's, I bet you it's done better than a lot of them. The thing about the New York better Public Library is they're like all over the city, but like the one at like uh, maybe like around like 42nd Street or whatever yeah. is like. Super like the one that's at like Herald Square. There's like the one where it's like the big like classical style building, which is beautiful. Yeah. And then there's like the new one right across the street. And like me and my friend Ray used to like just post up there, like going through the image banks and just so dope. making shit. And it was great. It was like a great space to just work on stuff and like beautiful. We wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't provided for that space. Yeah. So and, and that's why obviously New York blessed because stuff is in this space yeah but like, and we're in this space and we're in this space but back when but back in like you know some other spots there's not those spaces and it's left up to those in the community to either open up a cafe to have to make that safe it's, place it's of left ideas up to, and community. to privatize it systems is, and, and it sucks when the starbucks is a lot easier to open than a mom and pop cafe or like a <laughs> or library chilies you know or, yeah. or well, hey, or like a library. Like yeah, we don't need more Chili's, but we probably need more libraries. Yeah, probably, probably a few more. Could, and, couldn't hurt. And a few more intentional conversations, yeah. like this one. And I don't know how long you have. I don't want to. I, I, I was actually just going to say. I think that's probably a good place. To I think that's to, a great place to end yeah, off. Yeah, because I, I gotta dip out. I'm getting like a bunch of text messages. My pocket is vibrating. Dude, get. St- <laughs> this has been a great conversation. Dude, it was Thank great you for having me on. You. Thank Absolutely. you, Jackson Green. Much love. We barely even talked about so much, but we'll have him on in the future again. Lord knows we're going to be good. Lots of conversations to come. Yes. Um, I'm holding the microphone normally now. Check out Jackson Green on Instagram at jdg.64. 94. Fuck. Got 94. I wasn't born in 64. I was so close. But I was born in 94. That makes sense. My dad was born in 64. He's yeah. old as hell. He's up there. He has, a, he has a nice Mustang, though, so he's living a good life, shouts I think. Out to, shouts out to old people. Shouts out, shouts out to old people who, who are still trying to learn new things yeah and, and trying to just like appreciate appreciate what there is stay uh, active appreciate people who are around you be in your community spread love if you if you want to make something just make it and if you don't know how find someone that makes the thing and, and just ask them about it and they'll tell you they're passionate people are passionate about passion and even if they don't tell you just try it on your own anyway. yeah just try it on your own google it you got this you got this the internet exists Yes, the internet exists. Go check out Jackson on the internet. He's an incredible designer, incredible person. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for having me. First episode. My name is Dakota Wayne. God bless y'all. Have a good day. Also, today's episode was shot today today's episode was shot at brooklyn kalachi um that's brooklyn k-o-l-a-c-h-e it's a czech texas type uh, uh you know cafe they have great coffee great tea and these little things called kalachis which are like yeah we kind of talked about them in the podcast i think but it might not have been recorded i don't know but they're incredible try them out um yeah god bless y'all oh i think this is gonna be called social cues because we're i'm sitting right here
And when we look across the street, I'm talking to Jackson. I was like, I don't got a name yet. He's like, call social cues. And, and you probably can't see because it's going to be way too bright or something. Yeah, it's way too bright. But let me, let me, let me take... Let me take this camera, and we're going to find it. Social cues, right there. You see? So we might just call it social cues. I, th I like that a lot because, one, this is this is a social effort. Two, cues, it's like a DJ thing. You know, like you cue up a song. I don't know. I think it's awesome. The fact that it's right there is just got to be working. Always. Always. Thank you guys for watching. God bless. Bye.